there, and welcome to Overpals. Welcome back, everybody. It's been a minute. It's been a lot of minutes. It's been like what two weeks? Been yeah, I would, I would say two weeks. I don't know if uh, <laughs> I don't know if we've been like too busy to record a podcast. Uh, I don't. That, you that's know, true. That's for true. transparency, right? I think uh, you and I maybe just been. I don't want to say burned out from the podcast either, but we have so much on both our plates. That I say we were we distracted. Of, we kind of just put that off to the side for a minute and. Uh, right. Focused right. on EverQuest and our jobs and everything. Um, yep. two, well, two weeks. Your vacation my, is over. My vacation is over, yes. Sad. I was planning on doing like 10 podcasts on a vacation. I don't <laughs> think we did one. No, we, we were busy, um, <laughs> you know, with the new expansion on Mangler and um, having fun with our friend uh, who is with us today. Who's that? Who's that? It's Vemi. It's Vemi. A.K.A. Kara, A.K.A. Testura. Testura. Hi, guys. Hey. Vemi joined us uh, late on Mangler and uh, wasn't wasn't from the beginning. Um, But I think now that Vemi's here, she has a lot of uh, a lot of knowledge from like the later expansions that we've been definitely feeding off of, which has been useful for me anyways. Yep. Um, I think Vimy, you joined kind of like early TSS, or was it right at the end of Prophecy of Row? I think. Right in the Prophecy of Row. Okay. Which is the worst expansion? I don't know how you even wanted to come join the <laughs> EverQuest server during Prophecies. Jeez. I think I was like playing for a month on my Beast Lord. I was just soloing. And then I got to the 50s and things got really hard. And I was like, mm-hmm. Maybe I should find a guild. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I don't ever give uh, Maja a whole lot of credit, but Maja found <laughs> you, right? Uh, yeah, she did. Burn. I didn't mean that as a slight <laughs> towards Maja. I just, I, just, I you know, uh, I yeah, congratulate. Yeah. Thank uh, you, okay, Maja, because okay, okay. now we have a new friend to play with. Yes, yes, we do. You yeah. guys made that way worse than you did be. It's funny. I think Maja will laugh at that one, if she even listens. Hi, Hi Maja. Hope your leg's feeling better. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so um, I don't know. how. Do you know how we all like started playing together? How we all like became friends? I remember the first time we grouped, um, I was playing Yarnex, and we were doing the quest to get the uh, some kind of fang or something. Vimy probably knows everything about it. But the fang... Uh, that helps you like give six percent additional double attack, and it's in um, oh, I forget the name Icefall Glacier, I think it is. And oh right, right. The we were doing uh, that. Uh, dire wolf totem of battle, right? There, there you go. That sounds perfect. Um, good job. You get you get the familiar, the wolf familiar. Yes, yes. Um, but I think we were doing that, and I don't remember if we were in comms or just uh, typing. I mean, do you remember? Uh, yeah, we were in comms. Okay, we were in comms. And, uh, like, Hoken and I have been good friends in EverQuest, good friends outside of EverQuest for quite a long time uh, before that. And so we had, like, a rapport. We would go back and forth, and we would, like, roast each other and stuff. And I just wonder, how did how did it, uh, like, coming into that, coming into two people that, like, knew each other so well and, like, ripping each other apart each time, how, how was that? Um, was that, like, one of your first time grouping with pals? 
Uh, no, it cooked with Masha and her friends uh, a bunch. Okay. Um, and Rippy had helped me with some stuff, of course, because he was uh, around a lot more back then. Right. Uh, that was actually also the first time I grouped with Kikasa. But uh, yeah, you guys had a rapport, but you know that didn't really bother me. And oh. it started bothering me when Pokin started. Uh, I I upset Pokin and. <laughs> He let me know. I, did did I, I? You keep saying this that you were intimidated by me or whatever that I was mean to you, but I don't remember that at all. I don't remember what I did. I think um, like you and I, Pokin, like we like kind of roast each other and been like, dude, why are you doing that? Like, what's wrong with you? Like, you know, you you pulled. We even do it now. We're like, you know, we might pull like three mobs or might. Oh, you know, like when you hit furious like really early, and I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Yeah, exactly. Okay. And Those I, kind did, of I, I hit Kara with a dude what are you doing and she... yeah yeah exactly um whoops so you were rogue and you could sneak Kakas is a monk she could sneak Yarnax is a halfling he could sneak I was the only one who couldn't sneak and um do cheat the quest because he right. needed rap Right. So I had to go get the goblin form, and I died running to Icefall Glacier. And um, I said, could um, the druid give me a port? Because I didn't know the druid was being played by Pokin. Oh, yes. Uh, yes. And I was like, oh, I'll, uh, yeah, make me come back and come get you. Okay. I think that's exactly what you said. <laughs> and then you said, you're, you're, you're really pissing me off now. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, that doesn't sound like me at all. <laughs> exactly like you. <laughs> but yeah, a little think, insight to how how I am in real life, huh? <laughs> right. I I know myself. Like, um, if I'm outwardly mean to somebody that way, it's usually because I like the person. If, if I don't like the person, then I just don't interact with them. But I'm like mean to my friends, uh, people that I enjoy being around. I know it's kind of backwards, but. Uh, I make fun of my friends and kind of rip on them. Whereas if I don't know them very well, then I won't make jokes towards them. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. It's like, um, like when you're in elementary school and you pull the girl's hair that you're flirting with. Yeah. He's bullying me. No, I like you. Right. <laughs> so yeah, we've been having a lot of fun um, during your vacation. We spent a lot of time together, the three of us, and we've been working on some quests. Um, in the new expansion, getting lots of AAs, getting lots of stuff done, chilling out at Cristalos. We're having a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, real quick, just to touch on some of the, the stuff that we've been doing. We've been working on, what, the Orc Mask, all three of us. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been having a blast doing that. I thought it was going to take like the whole expansion to go ahead and do, uh, but we knocked it out like maybe two days like we still have just a little bit more to go but the big majority of all that stuff we just annihilated in like two days yeah my my idea was to get us to to do one of these big long quests that were going to take forever and uh it didn't take it did not take long at all so but uh, i like our dynamic in our group as well um kara femi here plays our tank Yep. And she has a healer. Yep. And then you have DPS and a healer. Yep. And I have DPS and slows and. Heals. You have DPS and beating. 
so whatever you want to categorize beaten as. Uh, it's, <laughs> well, isn't it beast a, a DPS? Uh, I'm with you. It's okay. Beast <laughs> technically counts as being a DPS class, but it's always the lowest one from now until forever, unfortunately. Aww. But they have a lot of utility, I think. Because um, like you were saying, you can slow. Um, are their heals better than rangers? I know they're not better at paladins for sure, but are they better than ranger heals or about the same? Or just, probably, you know. probably about the same, but it's mm-hmm. cool. I, I don't know if rangers can do it. I'm pretty sure all of the hybrids can, but um, we can heal through target, which is like unheard of. Like clerics can't do that, but the B swords can. I want to ask about that. So I know all hybrids can do that. So paladins, uh, rangers, and beast lords. But is it any healing spell, or is it like the specialized healing spells that these hybrids get um, that other, um, like their uh, pure form like shamans druids and clerics they don't get access to those spells so or is it just any healing spell that they have if they fire it at the target will it land on the target strike? yeah i think like currently like the healing spell that i have is like a pink gem like a mm-hmm. uh, spell gem and it's it's strictly like it's heal through target but i can also target the person and heal them as of well. of course yeah of course do that I, so that's pretty cool I don't think it works for like the early heals, like superior and greater healing. Gotcha. Yeah, I have a lot of old shaman stuff. Like uh, if a shaman was level 50, then the beast would be like level 30, uh, you know, with the same like spells that were available. Right. So I, okay. I have some stuff like that, but I don't have any of the hots or anything. I, you know, I have celerity, the haste, but yeah. some weird stuff. That that was all because Beast Lord was a rush class that they didn't really plan. But they got some cool stuff now, like we talked about the uh, playing possum AA is coming up. Um, lots of freaking pet stuff that I'm tired of sinking my AAs into, but um, that's my like only line of defense really because right. beating paper thin. So, um, and then you know uh, I added a, a third box recently. Oh, right. Yeah, you're good. You're three boxing. It's because, you know. I'm a madman. You're a madman. Yeah, you just want to add on extra stress into the game. But it's it's a good thing. Like, it gives us a lot of utility. Um, our friend Nigo um, has a druid, or had a druid, I guess you could say, that he is donating to you. Is that right? He has donated to the Pokin Wanted a, uh, a Druid Fund, yes. Yep. Yeah, you've uh, been Drococo. kind of in love with druids ever since you um, used Rococo for several months, right? Yeah, I used Rococo for, for um, I don't know, eight months, six months, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, I really, I start, I missed the fucking druid once I lost him. So right. time to get him back. And then I'm sure the extra heals always helps. So Doesn't hurt. Yeah, because you get like reptile, and is it upgrade to that now? So yep, heals for more. Rank two, thank you, Vemi. Very nice. Yeah, and so that's something you can do at a group, and also you can Zephyr. Um, can you Zephyr to some of the zones? And um, I'm drawing a blank. The secrets of Fadeware. Yes. Go to Loping Plains, I believe. Loping Plains. That's about the only yes. one. But it does save a lot of time. Like if we're going to Loping Plains or going to Hills of Shade, it saves a little bit of time. But um, cool. Yeah, yeah, utility. 
So I'm excited. Yeah. And now, um, I mean, it's hard three boxing. Uh, I'm sure Vemi, who also occasionally three boxes can explain as well. But uh, yeah, three mouses and three keyboards. And I, I feel like, uh, what was it? What was the guy's name in the Matrix? Tank or whatever? Oh, Tank, the operator. Yep. Yeah. You know how he's got all this, like the nine screens in front of him. That's and right. He's reading, bi- reading binary. Yep. <laughs> so I've, got, I've got four <laughs> screens in front of me right now. And that's how I feel. Like my arms are just doing whatever just to get mouse. I keep grabbing the wrong mouse, but hopefully I. I, get to it soon. I thought you had those little waffles where you have just like 20 keys on a keyboard and you kind of have like little macros. I Don't do. You? I have some, I'm still getting the Druid set up a little bit, but uh-huh. um, yeah, uh, I have my little, my little waffles and they're very, very useful. I right. highly recommend it to anybody who's thinking about boxing. Yeah, I think they're really nice for uh, caster classes. Uh, melee classes, not so much, because melee classes, you have to position yourself. Um, and I think that's where a lot... If you had Hoken and then two spellcasters, I think you'd be fine. Um, and Vimy, you could maybe also speak on this, because like you have Kara, your Shadow Knight, and you can box uh, with Vimy, your Cleric, and everything's okay. It's not too hard. But then you add in the Bard uh, test, and it becomes kind of a little more complicated. Is that true? Uh, yeah, having uh, two melee is very complicated with the mm-hmm. positioning issues. That's why Beaton just sits there and <laughs> is a shitty shaman, basically. Yeah. He slows and he casts uh, Pharaoh. And um, my new favorite AA is the Focus Paragon AA, which has come super in handy for you guys. Yeah, I think it's really nice. And I think it's becoming like we're using it in raids and things like that. And you know, it's good for Beaton to do that. And he can just pick a cleric, uh, maybe one of our main clerics, and just feed them the entire fight and keep them full mana, keep them pumping, um, the, keeping the healers, I mean, keeping the tanks alive and that kind of stuff. So, you know, he might not be doing the DPS, but his role is uh, extremely important in the raid. Uh, sometimes. <laughs> maybe he doesn't die to AoEs. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's already been mentioned in the PALS cleric channel that it's a game changer, the Focus Paragon. Mm-hmm. Oh, it has it been? Yeah. Oh. I, well, I love that people are starting to finally uh, finally see the light, that Beast Lords have a purpose. Uh, oh, let, let, let me tell this story about okay. uh, fucking Band-Aid. Uh-huh. So, uh, a story of you fucking Band-Aid? And no, about oh. fucking Band-Aid. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that, that changes things. All right, go ahead. No, it doesn't. <laughs> uh, no, so we, we did that raid with the the eight crystals that were lined up, and each crystal has the uh, has different like effects that aid you in, the, in combat. Yep. And there, there's a mana regen crystal. And I found out uh, the second time we did it, Band-Aid was standing at the wrong uh, crystal <laughs> the first time. But so that was the first day I had Focus Paragon. I almost had it maxed out. And I kept telling Band Aid, I was like, you know, I, I'm going to focus Paragon on you and hopefully you stay good on mana because he was all worried. Like, this is a big healing event. So right. I'm going to be low on mana. And I was like, all right, I'm going to focus Paragon on him every two minutes. Just click, click, click. Um, and the whole time he's like, man, these crystals are great. 
these crystals are keeping my mana up so good. My cr- these crystals, oh my god! And I was like, it's the focus paragon, dude. It was between the focus paragon. I did mass group buff. Grown Ash did mass group buff. Right. Havana, all you know, we all did mass group buff paragon, and then I stacked the uh, focused in between them. And yeah, he was like, "This, this is great. My mana bar is not even moving." <laughs> the next spam time, healing. Yeah. The next time we went back there, he was like, "I think it was Noto." Noto's like, "You're standing at the wrong crystal, bro." He was like, "Oh, <laughs> oh, I am." <laughs> what would have been funny is if like you weren't there, maybe a couple of the other beast swords weren't there, and he's like, "These crystals aren't working anymore. I don't know what's wrong with them." <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, Beast Lords actually, you know, might segue us into another topic in a minute, but we don't have, we have three Beast Lords, two of them are mains, and then you have Beaten, it's kind of hanging out in the ether. No, 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 you forgot our buddy Doze. Is that his, oh, Hug Life is his main? Hug Life is another main. Oh, okay. Now, is he one of the people that uh, main change like all the time? Uh no he doesn't main change all the time. Okay, he I was thought Doze was sick his... of being. Yeah, he was just getting sick of being Doze. So okay. yeah, I tried to get him to play his bard, but he didn't want to. So mm. now I have to fight him for gear. Okay, got you. I'm the new person who main changes all the time. <laughs> well, I've main changed twice uh, since I've been in pals. Um, yeah. What but... has happened? A year and two and a half years. Uh, since I've been in pals. Yeah, I think I started, oh boy, uh, I can't even think. Uh, I think it's like early 2019, maybe. Um, well, I, I know I started towards the end of Luckland. I joined Pals. So whenever that was, like right when Pop was being released on Mangler, it's kind of when I started. So yeah, I guess it's been about two years. And then I took, uh, how long, Poké? Maybe like five or six months away. I don't think it was that long. I think maybe a total of five or six months, mm-hmm. but it was on and off. Yeah, because like, um, I don't remember if we talked about this on the podcast, but if we had, it's been a while. Uh, when Omens of War released, uh, I, I had these memories of anguish and how tough and challenging it was. And we cleared it on the first night with little resistance. <laughs> and so in my mind, I was just like, this is it. Like this, you know, it's kind of like an... Um, Lord of the Rings, the two towers when, you know, he's like, this is all you can do. Uh, and so I was just like, eh, it wasn't doing it for me. And so I just kind of stepped away. It wasn't anything with pals. But it was just kind of the game itself. Um, now that we're in uh, Secrets of Fade, where it's, I'm liking, I'm liking the challenge. Um, it's becoming, you know, we've been in raids and we're wiping and I don't mind wiping. I think that's kind of fun. It, it brings a challenge in. It gives you, like, when you accomplish it, you get that sense of, like, we worked hard to beat this event, and we did great. And it, I just wasn't getting that from Moment of War, so that's why I kind of stepped away. Do you all do you all like that sense of feeling, or would you just, like, stomp through and, and get the, the gear with no challenge? No, I like to be a big dick swinging motherfucker and just roll through and kill shit. That's all right. <laughs> that's you? How about um, you, Vimmy? I would say I like the challenge when the challenge is fair, but since we're a heavily box guild, the challenge is always a little more extreme for us. Right. Yeah, we have to kind of find ways to kind of work around. Sometimes the standard way of doing a fight, we have to kind of find our own little workaround. Uh, but once we do, because I remember, what was it? Big Ben 
the dragon like we had trouble originally now it's like super easy i think we wiped once or twice on that one uh, but now it's easy farm status we probably in like a few weeks to a month we probably split it to get like more box loot um but yeah i kind of i kind of like having a little bit of challenge and so I'm, I'm getting that now yeah the the challenge is fun but um you know it's it's i think it, right now there's just so many more buttons so many more aas mm-hmm. there's uh so many more different kind of variations there's no longer tank and spank like mobs you know there's always yep, they don't exist anymore ads or tactics you know um and if you're not paying attention or you're relying on boxes they're gonna die and we're gonna fail yep yeah i'm kind of noticing in secrets of fate where a lot of the mechanics for raid bosses are being repeated and also kind of melded together like we have breakneck and it's a um kind of a mixture of two raid bosses from dodh from um, Demi Plane of Blood. We have Granite, where he kind of disappears out of nowhere um, and surprises you uh, with his presence. But we also have Hatchet, um, where you have like emotes to follow and they charges you. So it's interesting, but it's also like, you know, how many ways can you have a raid go? <laughs> so they kind of run out of things and they just like, oh, well, let's take these two uh, raid targets and meld them into one. And there you go. There's a new raid target. Let me ask both of you guys. How do you feel about the, um, like the balancing events? Do you do you think it's a good mechanic, or do you think it's just like pointless and stupid? You, you go ahead first, Amy. Oh, okay. Thank you. Um, mm-hmm. it's pointless and stupid, but so for some reason, pals always gets it <laughs> with the balancing. I don't get it really. <laughs> Yeah, we we did pretty good with the balancing. I think when was the first time balancing kind of came a thing? Was that Tacfi, or was it something before that? That was different balancing. Uh, yeah, I, I guess you're right though. I think I, I wouldn't say it was balancing because you had to just knock them down to a certain percentage, right? Yeah, right. You, and they also like weren't um, fighting very hard. Like those were they only hit for like five hundred, six hundred, something like that. Whereas when we were in the Buried Sea in Solteris, these are full-fledged raid mobs that are hitting you for like three or four K and you had like eight of them <laughs> and you had to balance all those. I, I think that's just too much when you get to like eight and 12, 16, you know, I, I did like the two gods where you kind of had to balance them out because otherwise you just burn one down and burn the other down um, adds a little more flavor to it. But when you got like eight or 10, 15, it's, it just becomes tedious and doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, definitely not like some of the events in the new expansion that just came out on Mischief and Thornblade, though. And what expansion would that be? Luckland. Shadows of Luckland. My yeah, gonna, personal favorite one of my personal favorite expansions. I know a lot of people hated it, but I really like the expansion. I really like it too. Um, Vimy, what's your consensus on this, on this expansion? Thumbs up, thumbs down. I, I really enjoyed it when Excellent. it first came out. Yeah. Um, I think the 
the in-game raid, uh, like the raid zones are like well thought out. I kind of really like them. Um, I let remember. Me, me, go ahead. I want to tell you things I don't like. Oh yeah, what you got? Things I don't like. The uh, the shard questing to get into Vexthal. That's been altered. It's been altered. <laughs> but every time that I've had to do this quest, it hasn't been altered. So right, I know. Um, so when I did this on Povar, um, my our guild would have groups on the weekends when we didn't raid, and we would all kind of get together and we would fight. And when whoever was in the group, we just randomed for the shard. So if you just entered the group and one dropped, you get to random for the shard. There was no list. There was no order. It was just all random. And they thought that would be nice and fair. And it was, but I was very unlucky. And so the maiden eye shard took me about two, two weeks, two or three weeks to get that one. Um, so I was very frustrated with that. But on, on Mangler, I was with Zumlug. Um, Demi, you probably don't know them, but Poken, you know what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, yeah, Zumlog Beast Lord. Mm-hmm. And he got them for me in like I think two or three hours. And when it happened, I was just like staring at my screen. I was like, really? That's it? Because remember, like, I like a challenge, but I wasn't too upset about it. I was just like, really? Did they increase the drop, drop rates or something? But yeah, now they made it even easier. Where And with instances, you know, it's fucking super easy. Right. Yeah, now they made it easier where. Any mob in the zone um, where you originally could get the uh, Luckland Shard, uh, it'll drop it from any any mob in that zone. Whereas before, it was only a subset of uh, monsters that could drop, that had a chance to drop it. So now every mob has a chance to drop it. So what are you going to see now? Uh, huge pools, huge pools, big AOE groups, just burning stuff down. And I don't know, it's going to be a mess. It'll be a mess, but... You know, people are going to get into Vexthal. I don't think it was necessary. Do you feel it was necessary? No, I don't think on TLPs it was that hard. Right. Um, you know, it, I think it was time-consuming enough, um, if that makes any sense. Right. My okay. problem was... Oh, I'm sorry, Vim, go ahead. Oh, I just think it, uh, it's going to be... If they hadn't done that, it would have been a mess on Mischief and Thornblade because of... What's the term? Poop-socking? Mm-hmm. Yep. But also I wonder, well, these weren't rare creatures that were dropping the shards, so the randomized loop table doesn't really apply to them, right? Uh, no, I don't think so. But I maybe they're rare creatures? I don't think... Oh, maybe some of them are, maybe? Hmm. I'm trying the to question. think, like, the some of the gatherers. I know the skeletons in the gray are not. They're just uh, they're regular mobs. But maybe some of them are creatures. Maybe that's why they did it, to work around that issue. It, it drops from the skeletons? I thought it dropped from the stone grabbers that spawn out of those traps. There's two of them in the gray, I thought. There's one by the pool, and there's one in the stone grabber's trap. Oh, okay. The it's pool in the far, what is it? I want to say northwest. Like northwest corner, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's like skeletons surrounding a pool. I remember doing that one on my own with Polly. And um, having we sold that, those ones hit hard. Yeah, I had heel pots, um, and I would just do that. It was pretty rough. Yeah, but I did it. 
Um, so yeah, Lachlan's come. Lachlan has already come out. We we talked about doing a podcast beforehand, and time just kind of got away from us, and we didn't do it. So I mean, I understand. Like our listeners, you probably had no idea what to do in Lachlan without our advice. Yeah, right. Um, but hopefully, you're enjoying it. Uh, like I said, all three of us, we really like the expansion. Um, do you want to talk about the expansion, or I kind of looked up some lore stuff, and I know uh, Vimy is um, our lore resource on the fly, whereas I have to like research stuff. But we can I want to say, <clears throat> all right, I want to talk about things I don't like and things I like, right. things I remember being really excited for, um, and I still get excited for. So I remember being in Velius way back, what is it, 2001-ish era, and uh, they were going to let you do dyes on your on your armor. Okay. And I was super pumped for dyes to come out, and I'm pretty sure dyes came out with Lachlan. I, I think dyes was Legacy of Yakisha, but... L-O-Y? Oh. Yeah, well, then... Let me look it up. Well, either way, I I remember being in the Nexus, getting dies, and fucking loving it. Yeah, Pimmy's right. Like Legacy Education. Well, whatever. Yep. I also liked. They, also known is, as a useless expansion. This this one I know for sure though was um, they did uh, the new the new character models. Yes, they upgraded the character models. That is correct. Which I was super pumped about. Um, just something, it was like new, you know, Mm -hmm. it took, it took it from like late nineties to modern two thousands, like graphics. And it was super awesome. At least back in the day. So I have the wiki pulled up and I'm just going to say like, what was introduced in shadows of Luckland, uh, mounts, which I didn't really think about, but mounts, um, AAs, you know, uh, you didn't get new levels, level capsule 60, but now you have AAs, um, and then and this is really funny. So 28, 28 new zones. I was just talking about this uh, the other day, I think with Vimy maybe, where like some of the new zones that are being released currently, like now, we're not new zones, new expansions, have like six or eight zones. Yeah, Shadows of Luckland, 28 new zones. Um, they have Beast Lords and Vashir, um, which I think we want Vimy to tell us the story of how the Vashir ended up on the moon in a second. Yeah, um, yeah. And then the Bazaar. The Bazaar was a big deal. Um, that was a huge game changer. Mm-hmm. Yep. Do you have, like, I have, like, super good memories of, like, sitting out front in, like, the Nexus uh, or, like, right at the entrance. Nobody wanted to hang out in the Bazaar because it was so laggy. Right. Everybody but hanging out at the Nexus. Yep. They had, um, they had, like, KEI. I think that just came out with... Uh, with yeah, uh, oh my god! And was that C three or do you call it KEI? We call it C three, I think. I think we called it KEI, hmm. and we also used to, what called crack, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Any kind of form of clarity was called crack. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I loved sitting there and like I saw people casting KEI all the time. Really good memories of that. I also have really good memories of, um, you know, like the arena that was in the old bazaar. The arena that was in the bazaar. Yeah, you do you not remember. No, I don't remember this. Vimy, were you playing when on like live when? Uh, yes, this do you spent a this? lot of time in that arena, just oh. messing around. Wow, I guess <laughs> so I missed this, out. This arena, right? It was like um, 
it, it, you know the arena that's like in um, uh, Lake Wrath? Yes. It, it was kind of like that, but it was like sunken down, but it was huge, right? Um, and you could go back there and just murder the shit out of people. People used to have like, they used to just be sitting there and like, they thought they were safe and you just run up and murk the shit out of them. We used to gamble on fights and then we got told to stop by a GM, but we still hung out there. <laughs> no, no, this was, this was in the bazaar. Was it in Shadowhaven? It was in the bazaar. Okay. I thought there was something like that in Shadowhaven, but maybe I'm thinking of the bazaar. And it's no longer there. No, it's not on any of the new, uh, any of the new ones. No. Okay, I have to check this out. Maybe if I see it, maybe I see a picture of it, maybe it'll instill memory to my brain. Yeah, because it, my brain has been flooded with other information. So maybe that got kicked out of my brain to make space for other stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a it's a big expa- it's a big expansion uh, with two. End game, end game raid zones that are going to be uh, targets for quite a while, I think. Right? We were, we have like Shizra Temple, and you got Vexthal. And I'm trying to remember like how long we were doing Vexthal as pals. Um, I think up until like what we started hitting, um, like Plane of Fire, Plane of Earth, and like those four, like the elemental planes. I think up until then we did Vexthal on Fridays, right? Yeah, um, I like Vexal personally. I have a lot of good fond memories of Vexal. The problem is uh, nobody else likes Vexal. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people. There's lots of trash, lots of clearing. Um, it's because the hit points. It's got to be the hit points that yeah. piss everybody off. Right, just long fights. Trash isn't a problem. Trash is a problem when you have to murder a thousand things that take two hundred you know, thousand damage before they go down. It's just ridiculous. Like we're raiding in Meldras mansion right now uh, in the current expansion on Mangler. And there's lots of trash, but they die pretty quick. Um, each mob dies within like 30 seconds, 45 seconds where in Vexal, it feels like you're just fighting trash for a very long time. And the mobs are lasting a long time. You have healers. So as the main assist, you have to know which ones, um, to target first. And I know Pokin, as a rogue, you were typically the raid uh, main assist and you had to know which one to prioritize. And I remember one of my early raids was... I was with so Pal. good at that too. I'm just going to have to say I was the fucking tits at doing the main assist for that uh, expansion. Uh-huh. I remember there was one night where you weren't there and I was the only rogue on. And so I got delegated um, that role. And... I can't remember who sent me a tell, probably Rippy, maybe Band-Aid. Um, they were like, are you good on which ones to uh, target? I was like, I have no idea. And so he's like, okay. And so they just listed, you know, the names and what they did. And I just wrote them down on a piece of paper and I shut off everything else from the, from, from my mind and was like super hyper-focused on that. And we, we got it. We got it done. I think I, we had I, a couple I, of gators. I totally feel like I was... Um... Like I, I felt like I just did a workout when, after main assisting. Like, yeah. Raids. Yeah. It was so crazy. Because, and you know this, and like if you main assist and you pick one time, you pick the wrong mob, or you switch targets too early or too late or something, everyone says something about it. Come on, let's main assist. Come on, main assist. Let's get it together. Yeah, you let one of them fucking gate, 
Just <laughs> you, you could do a whole raid and everything could be perfect, but you just let one fucking gate away and then you're yeah. just the biggest piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a big difference. Uh, when I was playing Polly, like if you were raid main assist versus me doing it, because it, it becomes mindless as a DPS. Um, you just hit assist and you do your nuke or attack or whatever you're going to do. You don't think about it. Whereas if you're the main assist, you have to think about everything you're targeting and like why you're targeting it, have priority, you know. And so, yeah, it really changes the game. Um, but I think, again, it makes it interesting and could make it fun. You think so? Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like I said, we have the two raid zones. And um, I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about the lore of each one of these raid zones. We have Shizra Temple and Vexthal. And I was doing a little digging uh, for Shizra Temple and like how like how these snakes ended up on the moon. And if I'm wrong, please let me know, either of you. Um, but as my understanding... The um, the Shasar were originated from Kunark, and they had a stronghold in what's now the over there. But they became arrogant. From they were like blessed by the gods, but they became arrogant, and wanted more power, made pacts with other gods, and so that God cursed them, and said that they unleashed the green mist. Now, was the green mist actually a dragon, or was it just a green mist? Does anyone know? So, uh, I, oh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Demi's yeah, gonna yeah. know. So. <laughs> They had they controlled the whole co continent of Kunark right. mm -hmm. or Kunark, depending on how you want to pronounce that. Um, and they enslaved the um, Ixar. Yes. And the Ixar are the most beloved creations of Kazakhul, if he beloves anything. Right. <laughs> and he's the one who created the green mist to uh, punish okay. the snakes for, yeah. But do you think the other gods that favored the Shizar kind of held back Kazakhul and be like, hey, we like these snakes, don't kill them. But then when they became arrogant, they're like, you know what, Kazakhul, do your worst. It's probably something I like that. I believe it's their favor fell when the snakes, I, I hate saying their name, I'm not going to try, okay. when they started to experiment with Im immortality. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because they kind of want to become point. gods themselves. That that then that was how you get Emperor Shizura. Shizura, yeah, because uh, they're trying to create him to be uh, a god, right? And it was a failed experiment or some shit like that. So it was they wanted to go to the moon to flee the green mist, um, and let's see, I think I have it here. Yeah, and so. Yeah, once they went to the moon, they constructed a new temple, the Shizra Temple, um, and it was kind of sealed off. They thought they would be safe there, and they made their stronghold. So, yeah, and kind of when you go and fight Emperor Shizra, you'll see in there there's going to be a lot of, what are they, uh, a lot of priests, and there's like a blood golem, I believe, in there. And so he's trying, they're trying to replicate the ritual to make him a god, I think, again, right? Right. Maybe not. Uh, they've, they've already done the ritual once. They failed horribly by trying to transform the Kadisha, the, fir the first Vashir Beast Lord. Yeah. 
I read about that a little bit. Go ahead. And uh, I don't know what else to say. Oh, okay. Yeah. So um, I remember like going in there and walking in and seeing, because I was on Povar, I was a warrior. And walking in there and seeing all these mobs, and that was a really complex fight to fight Emperor Shizura. Um, there were a lot of, are they warders? Um, can't remember the name of the snakes that are around, but you have to off tank them because if you kill them, they just respawn and they're going to aggro somebody else. So that was my job as the warrior. I wasn't the main tank, but I was like an off tank, but usually it fell to like knights, uh, paladins or shadow knights to off tank these and you would off tank them through the entire fight. And you also had to have Bane weapons because you couldn't normally attack Emperor Shizra. So um, I feel like this um, expansion, the raids were more involved because you had to do a lot to even get in the zone. But even when you got in the zone, it wasn't enough. You still had to do some little subquests in order to actually uh, attack Emperor Shizra. I think that's part of the problem is um, like you have to do so many different, you know, like fucking things to go into the both raid zones. So to get in the Vexal, you have to get keyed to go through the raid zone of SSRA. Yeah, you can't skip like, SSRA. You have to do it. You have to kill Emperor Shizra. Give me a break. Right. But even to get to Emperor Shizra, you have to do you have to do a quest there where you kill uh, two commanders and get signet rings. And um, those are rare mobs, I believe. And so I'm wondering, how, hopefully their loot table will always include a ring drop. Otherwise, uh, yeah, good luck. So, um, but yep. So you had to, so you had to kill Emperor Shizura and then you get planar rifts and you also had to kill, uh, a major, uh, mob, uh, boss mob in Luckland to drop a glowing, uh, orb of Lucianite. Right. And that's because you had to give this scepter, give this to the spirit and the spirit I was reading about that is actually... Akalhara, and Akalhara was the original uh, leader of the uh, Akivans, the little four-armed, not little, they're pretty tall, uh, the four-armed uh, creatures, and I think that they are, they look like that because they resemble the god Lucklin uh, herself, they're mm. kind of made in her image, could be wrong on that, uh, I thought I read that somewhere, but what happened is this uh, Atenhara, who is the uh, the last boss in Vexthal, is a shadow of Akalhara, the original ruler, and was and Akalhara was was murdered, and so all you see is the spirit, and this is in the zone Akiva Ruins. And Akiva Ruins was actually this one time the stronghold for the Akivas, um, and I have the name of it here, and it was a cool name, but I can't find it now. Um, but Vexthal is now the the home of the Akiva, where the goddess uh, Luckland actually like directly it says directly touches the world. Um, but you got to get in there, so you got to do this little quest for the shade. And you remember you have to turn in. I think it's like an SS Emerald, right? It's part of the quest. To yeah, keep I got the spirit a funny story alive. about that. <laughs> you made a bunch of those. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, a ton of those. Yeah, um, that was the death, the <laughs> the death of Flexen, right? 
yeah, the death of Flexen. Flexen was level 60 or something. Um, and then we needed all these Esther and Seven Worlds, and I was already playing on um I was already playing on on Pokemon at the time. So Yeah. Uh, yeah, I let I let Wafer sack me a, a trillion times in the Nexus. <laughs> yep. So he uh, Flexen sacrificed himself for the good of pals. Yes. The first time I ever saw someone do that, I I actually cried knowing oh. all the hard work all that was sacrifice. put into a character and yeah, and then just like that, they're they're nothing. <laughs> so I just looked at I just saw it as Ka Vethan was uh, Akiva ruins, and it was destroyed after a Tenhara uh, split from. Um, these names are horrible. Um, Akavasha, I think it's Aka. Nope, Akelhara. So when that I was, split, that was the problem with Luckland. You couldn't say half the right. fucking names. But it does make sense. Like if you break it down, like it, it just wasn't random. There's actually like a Kievan language that you can get. Some of it doesn't make sense, but most of it does. Um, but yeah, and so you get there, and you're trying to restore the Akivan Empire, um, back by killing Atan Hara. Um, so, because I always wondered, I always like to, like, why are we in this zone? Why are we doing this? What's the point? Um, and I like that. And some of them are easier than others. I think it was really easy, not easy, but it made sense in Planes of Power, like why we were challenging the gods. We know Zibert, I can't say his name, uh, Chain Guy. The and the and he's he has knowledge for us. We want knowledge, um, and so that's why we're going to go try to free him to obtain this knowledge. Um, but the gods didn't like that. Yeah, planes of power is largely selfish reasoning. <laughs> yeah, but it was also like the lore was explained to you, even like while you're raiding. I think that was really cool because remember you like get past phase one, and the gods start talking, and I thought that was really cool. You know, like I mean, it's totally. With exposition and telling you everything that's going on, but I, I like that because otherwise you just have to get up, get scraps of lore from drops and reading books and stuff. And I just I don't do that. I know there are people that do that, and thank you for those people um, who do that and then write it down in a form that's easy to read. But um, and I wonder like how much stuff is out there that hasn't been um, identified yet. There's probably like little scraps of lore laying around in the game waiting to be uh, discovered. But um, so, yeah, that's kind of what's going on in Luckland. There's another zone that I never had much to do with. I know some pals uh, did for the earring quest, but it's Catacastrum. And that was supposed to be like the last city of the Combine Empire. The Combine Empire is, I think, really, it's like human, not humans, so barbarians that kind of uh, evolved into humans. I think that's what's happening. I always wonder if like people are just bullshitting me on some of these posts. Um, do, you, do you want me to poke in? Yes. I have. Okay. So there's two factions of the Combine Emperor. Mm -hmm. The ones we met in TBS just recently are okay. the Loyalists. And then there's Lord Inquisitor Serus people who are the rebels. And then there's the people, oh, there's three. There's three. the people in Shadowhaven who decide they don't want any part of 
the ongoing fight. Right. And so they got te- they teleported themselves using the the spires in the dreadlands. And when they teleported themselves, they teleported themselves to the nexus. They didn't know what it was, but there was that black orb that was in there. They didn't know really like what to do with it. So, so some people said, you know what, we don't like it here. We want to go back. I think those are the people that kind of made base in Shadowhaven, but they also um, created the nexus portals that got them back to uh, Norath. Whereas other people, like you said, some people went uh, and ventured out and made Catacastrum, but you also had, you said the rebels, the Seru, led by Lord Inquisitor Seru, but they said they're like purists. And so like they're only humans. And um, somebody wrote that it's a very like pure society where it's like only in the sunlight and like everything is pure and white and, but it's like this, it, there's peace, but it's like an evil peace. And it's like, it's kind yeah. of like that. And they said, think Equilibrium, the movie Equilibrium, which I've only seen bits and pieces of. But it's more like a totalitarianism. Totalitarianism, that word. But, yeah. Lord and Chrissy, Sarah, people also have a caste system, which is never cool. <laughs> yeah, you never. it's never good to have a caste system. But um, so, yeah, that's... Those are zones that I really didn't explore much. I know Arnold recently, uh, that was the first time I killed Emperor's, uh, Lord Inquisitor Saru was with uh, Carl and Polly and with Wafer. That was the first time I ever did. I know we fought him as a guild, but we didn't, we didn't succeed. And I feel like there's so much lore in those zones. Um, I know there's a lot of quests in Catacastrum. Uh, there's an earring quest that is like a teleport quest. That's a really nice one. Um, that people were doing even during Planes of Power, but it's extremely involved. I think there's like nine parts to it, and it's pretty long. But um, yeah, I think those are zones where that are included in the expansion that don't get a lot of attention. Everyone kind of focuses on, we did too, focus on um, Shizra Temple and Vexthal. Uh, yeah, I mean... We mostly did SSRA and we mostly did Vexthal. Um, I think when we go to Akiva, we do, um, like, we didn't even really do the IV because he dropped garbage, but we did... Um, the Vaden? The Vaden, yeah, because he dropped the Lucinites. But who's the um, who's the one way in the back that drops all the... the uh, there's two versions of him. And he drops all the like tailoring, uh, the tinkering mods, the tailoring mod, the smithing hammer. You know what I'm talking about? I do, but I'm drawing a blank. Yeah, yeah, you know who I'm talking about though. He's it's in the back there. Yeah, you go back to the right and you go back some more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I don't know. Femi, anything? Femi, Femi. I, I don't. He definitely exists. I remember that. I don't remember his name. <laughs> there you go. He's some guy. You know. Yep. Some gabagoo. Wafer's going to be like, you know, everyone. He'll be like, it's this mom. Yes, so. Wafer. I can Google it as easy as you can tell me. <laughs> we just can't be bothered right now. No, um, no bothering for this. Yeah, so I think because you think about like pre- the previous expansions, you have like in-game raid zones like um, Temple of Bishan, uh, Sleeper's Tomb. But I kind of, I like these in-game raid zones a little more for whatever reason, but I think it's more involved in how you got there. And um, Sleeper's Tomb is pretty cool, though. I know that's, I didn't get a chance to much rate that one. But 
I don't know, Vexal is really cool. I think you're going to be there for a long time getting all these clickies. I'm, interest, I'm interested to see on Mischief and Thornblade, like, how loot is handled. I'm always curious to see how that's going to be handled. Because, uh, like, is Vexal stuff going to be dropping in Shizra Temple and the other way around? Um, it kind of waters down and, like, washes out the loot tables. And it's curious to see, like, which raid targets are going to be um, prioritized because you know Shizra Temple is easier to clear than Vexthal, and so you know depending on lockout timers, you might not do Vexthal as much. If yeah, all the loot's uh, the same. Well, I, I mean, know. yeah, if the loot's all the same, then what do you have to fucking worry about, right? Right. And then one thing, other thing we want to talk about. See how we're doing on time. We're doing all right. Um, we wanted to talk about the newest expansion that was released because it's kind of in the same breath uh, because they're kind of just repeating it. It's Terror of Luckland. And so this is the 28th expansion to EverQuest. Uh, it has a whopping seven new zones. Remember, like, you know. Well, seven. they're only doing they're only doing half of the expansion, right? Really? So this is half? Tell me about it. All right. Femi can correct me if I'm wrong. But They've done, they did Kunark and Valius recently, and they broke each of those expansions in half. So one of them was dedicated to, uh, let's take, um, let's take Valius for instance. One of them was dedicated to like Kale and NTOV and stuff. And the other one was like a sleepers or something, you know? So they broke the expansion down in half. And I'm pretty sure the terror of Lachlan is going to be, this one's all about Vexthal and the other one will probably be about the snakes or something. Sure. Cause I have the list right here. So they had the broken mirror, which was its own thing. But then the 23rd expansion was empires of Kunark. Mm-hmm. And that was, uh, after decades of slumber, Imperator Tisaf Kata awakens and vows to reform the combat empire, um, by any means necessary. That's kind of that. And then Ring of Scale, which, you know, with the dragons. So, um, A, the combine is a face-off against Sarnak Empire and Ring of Scale. So, like you said, kind of broken into two. Then they had stuck in there the Burning Lands, which was about the planes of air and fire, I guess. I don't know much about it. I'm sorry. Super not popular, if I remember correctly. The Burning Lands? Okay. Because, again, like, it says six expansion zones. It just seems like they're just pumping them out just to pump Wait, one out. Because they got the, three people working on the game. Leave them alone. All right. <laughs> Fair enough. Hire three more and maybe you get 28 zones. Um, but then Torment of Velius and Claws of Vishan. Uh, Torment of Velius, I don't see what it was. But yeah, they had six zones in Torment of Velius. Claws of Vishan, I didn't say uh, how many there are. But yeah, Terror of Luckland, seven zones. And. Let me read like the. I mean, people probably already read this. Let's see if I, I have so many tabs open right now. Here it is. Uh, well, while you're reading, I remember when EverQuest 2 redid all of Kunark, and I was super not impressed. I was like, what is this mess? But when they re- reintroduced uh, Velius, I was like, wow, look at that. The Tower of Frozen Shadow in actual graphics. <laughs> It was like remade. Yeah, the Tower of Frozen Shadow. We talked about that during our, I think, during our Velif's episode, where there was a lot um, planned for that zone. It was supposed to be like a raid zone, right? And where the top floor had 
with the eighth floor, um, but now like it doesn't kind of exist other than like the mirrors. Yeah, the mirrors are there, but uh, only one that does anything is the one that sends you back to the, the bottom. Right. The fabled eighth floor. Yep. I just love that zone so much. I know Pokin hates it. <laughs> you, you know, it's I just hate keying for things. I just let me go to the top and fucking kill shit. <laughs> right. So the lore behind the newest expansion, which I don't know if anybody listening to the podcast plays on a live server. If you do, let us know. Because um, I'd, you know, I'd like to you know, talk with you about it. Maybe both of you. So Shadows and Luckland, Akiva on the move. They want to rebuild their moon-wide empire. Um, and then if there's a sentence, Mayong Mismore has been seen on Luckland. Oh boy. The only truth is that the master vampire has since disappeared into the shadows, and even his devoted followers and sycophants have begun to worry. Like, really? Why are you worried about him? He's always around. Like, he'll be fine. I don't want to see Mayang, but I I said something on Reddit about mm-hmm. Mayang, and I kind of got shunned. So, oh. so they're, yeah. like, they're like, dude, we haven't seen him in a long time. Like, come on. I guess for us, it's been very recent since... Um, Prophecy of Row, and also um, Demiplane. We saw him, Prophecy Row, and then the buried, uh, the buried Sea. So like three expansions in a row where he was very prominent. And so we're just kind of we have Miss Moore. Um, satur- we're saturated from Man Miss Moore. We're we're done with him for a while. But I guess if you're playing on the live servers, you haven't seen him for a long time. So maybe it's okay. But I'm like, are people sick of Miss Moore? What do y'all think? I think he was a stupid. I mean, he's like iconic to the lore of EverQuest, but I think he's a right. stupid villain. Um, I thought it was the original storyline was interesting, and you know, we took care of him in the two gods fight, and that should be that. That should be that. I liked him in Demiplane. That was amazing. I think that was really cool to have him in Demiplane and have him want to become a god, and then. By killing him, he's like, oh, thanks. You freed me. I think Prophecy Row, eh, I think could have done without him in Prophecy Row. And, but I did like the two gods where he was like directly challenging a god, um, uh, Solus Row. And I really liked that. But then, like Demi just said, uh, agree that once we vanquished him, him there, it should have stopped there. Um, but whatever. Let's see. So... Uh, Ka Bethan, the one I was talking about, uh, that's the um, Akiva Ruins. So they have Aten Hara saw Lucklin herself walking those halls. And so Aten Hara, she's coming back as well. And Bexal is more powerful than ever. And so they're ex- expanding their reach into other zones of Lucklin. And there's also a level cap increase, which, Pokin, you want to talk some about that in a second. Uh, new items, new spells, new A's, new traits, recipes. But yeah, you wanted to talk something about the level cap increase and your kind of recommendation or your suggestion, like what do you think should happen with heroics, heroic characters? Yeah, so I, I don't know where I found this. Maybe it was an old forum post or something that I saw, um, or maybe it was on Reddit. Shout out to the uh, Reddit, subreddit for EverQuest there. But um, somebody had brought up, hey, we're getting uh, level 120, okay? 
Um, heroics are still 85. If so, if you want to <laughs> go on the live server and play it as a heroic, what is it doing for you to be 85? You, that's an ungodly amount of levels that you still have to fucking grind out. So what they were talking about was like, we need to increase these heroic characters from, you know, 85 to 90, 95, 100. I'm pretty sure 100 was the level that I keep hearing everybody's talk about. So, right. Um, and I, I can't say I don't agree. Um, I'd be more inclined to have like a, a heroic character on a live server if he was level 100. Yeah. 85 to 100 is a really hard grind. Mm-hmm. And um, in EverQuest 2, they kept the heroic characters in line with the level increases. So, why do you think they're not doing that with, you know, classic request? Um, you've already touched on it. There's two people working on this game right now. <laughs> but wouldn't that be something very simple to fix? I don't know. It seems like it's you just edit in the the level for the heroic and then give them your appropriate uh, gear and and call it a day. Like you're not creating anything new. You're just modifying something that's already existing. I don't know. Maybe I'm simplifying it because I have no idea what they actually have to do to do that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't really know. Um, it, it seems easy, though, but it might not be. So I don't have wanna... you guys made heroic characters before? I, I have. have mm-hmm. I, uh, I have like a Shadow Knight and like a Rogue on maybe Ferona Vey, Furiona. Yeah. Yeah. Like I made a warrior and just kind of messed around in the House of Stool expansion and the Free Rot. So I did so, some of those quests. So, um, they basic the the uh, the the Fear Rot dream is the opening zone from House of Thule, and they basically transformed it into the new track tutorial zone. I don't think anything like that exists in EverQuest Two, so they expect you to know how to play the character before without any help. I see. Whereas okay. you get walked through how to do everything in EverQuest 1, and maybe that's the reason they don't want to overhaul a whole nother zone. I see. I also think, you know, getting to level 85, you have a certain amount of abilities for your class, and maybe, because I haven't experienced EverQuest beyond level 85, like maybe from 85 to 100, there's just so much, so many different abilities and AAs that it would be overwhelming to a new player to, like, walk into that, um, to where it would be almost unplayable, um, and they would have to pay money to the upgrade to heroic and they would feel upset that they were given a character that was too complicated to play. That could be something. Maybe they, you know, play tested it or something with somebody that's never played the game. And it was like, all right, go play this level hundred character. And they just stared at the screen and started to drool a little bit and couldn't, couldn't manage it. Yeah. I think uh, that there's a whole lot going on. Um, even now, if you told somebody to come back and play, you know, any of the classes at level 80, um, even me, someone that used to play EverQuest like a long time ago, right. uh, would the learning curve is just, you know, hard. Yeah. If I would jump into level 100, I, it would take me a while to figure it all out. Lots of reading. Um, but I already have that base of understanding the game. Whereas if you don't understand the game, you have to learn that as well. And, um, yeah, it could be pretty rough, I guess. Pretty but I think rough. if they were level 100, wouldn't that or it'd be very close to it where they could level up with people like 115 
120 and group with people. Whereas I'm 85, sure that's you don't why get they that at do all. it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. They make a lot of decisions I don't understand. I think I remember this is the second most profitable game, but they don't put as much into it as other games they have. What's their most profitable game? game? Uh, the superhero one. Um, oh, really? People play that? Uh, the, what's the DC what one? Yeah, the DC Universe Online. Thank you. Oh. Well, see you guys. I'm going to go play that. <laughs> not It'll even worth Superman. it. Yeah, it's probably not great. Um, all right. Do we have any forum stuff we want to talk about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always got forum stuff. Hang on. Um, I do want to mention real quick that uh, the perks are now active. Um, perks. And Vemi is going to be buying all the perks, uh, $3 a month. Ooh. You're going to be our guinea pig for these perks and give you a critique of the perks? Wait, are these $3 each? Yeah, I think I think $3 each for all the perks. Ew, that's uh... Uh-huh. <laughs> a... <bit laughs> She's like, what did I agree to? Tell us how you really feel. Uh-huh. Like, some of those perks are, in, like, with ESO, the extra experience and stuff, that's just included if you subscribe, so... An extra nine dollars a month. Mm-hmm. I, I'll, I'll try them for a month and see what happens. <laughs> so, oh, one perk is uh, two ninety nine. Two perks for three ninety nine, or all three perks for five bucks. There you go. So it's not each. It's not two ninety nine each. You get a discount for each for additional perks. Well, um, not a discount, but they become cheaper. I'll, I'll run over them real quick. You have the adventurer's perk. It's a 5% experience that multiplies with other experience bonuses. Uh, Rake in 10% more coin for your kills and earn 10% more alternate currency from modern raids. Then you also have the challenger's perk. You challenge the world of Norath. You get loyalty vendors. That's more of like a live uh, thing. Yeah. Your mercs will gain experience 10% more quickly, which I think would be valuable when we do next when we expansion. have mercs next expansion. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, you won't lose a level when your character falls in battle. So that's kind of cool. Um, and then there's the merchant's perk. You grant uh, access to two 12 slot trader slatchels. You get two more additional slots in your inventory, and you have a 10% chance to gain skill points in crafting. That's a cool one. I think uh, it's a really nice one. I think the middle one, um, the second one you read, isn't as appealing. Um, I like the idea of the two additional slots in your inventory mm -hmm. because you can take two slots and you can turn that to 80 slots. Yeah, because you can buy two 40 slot bags. Right. Uh So what what if you disable the perk? Um, What will happen to those slots? Will the things in those slots just disappear? No, they'll go to, go to one of your claim windows or something like that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, hopefully. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, the 10% coin. I wonder how this works. So think if we're in a group and, you know, like, Vimy, you have this perk, um, whereas normally, like, it might get split. Would you think if you're the group leader and we kill a mob, will the extra 10% be split to everyone, or would you just see, receive an extra 10%, 10% of your split? And then 
if that's the case, would we do something like where only like we don't split and Vimy's the group leader and you get all the cash and you get an extra 10% and then you divvy up the booty afterwards. I hope they thought it out and it's not open to explaining, but we're going to see. Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, the the way to exploit it would be just have you, if you had the perk to get an extra 10%, just don't split it. And then we as a group are going to get an extra 10% as a whole. Yeah. I, I think it'd probably just be for the, the person that has it, right? Yeah, but if the person that has it is the master looter and is getting all the coin... Wouldn't it just be an extra 10%? We're going to have to play test this. We'll I would check. think, you know, so you can split, right? Slash split um, yes. cash or whatever. So if you, you know, I will say I put that perk on Manigo and we just let Manigo master loot and right. then split it up, then everybody gets 10% more. That's what I was saying. Yep. Yeah. That's the way to do it. That should work. But what I'm wondering is, is if they're master looter, does the 10% get added before the split? Like for the before the auto split, maybe. But it's hard to test because, in order to test it, you'd have to know how much coin the original mob would would give before the ten percent bonus, and that's hard to do. I don't think we can do that. No, I don't. I don't. Yeah, I don't know if we can do that either. Oh well. Oh well. well. <laughs> it's ten percent coin that we don't need. That much. so. I did want to bring up one thing, uh, and I really wanted Vemi and your thoughts on this um and i think both of you are really good at at this question so um i want to talk about burnout real quick um i think a lot of people don't really take into account how much effort and time and hours um just behind a computer screen Grinding experience, grinding factions, grinding gear, doing quests. You can, I mean, I can see my playtime on Pokin, who is probably only from, I mean, Kunark. But, um, you know, like, there's a lot of hours. Total time playing Pokin, 102 days, 112 days, sorry, nine hours on Pokin. I mean, there's a maybe a couple of days on there just sitting soaking up buffs, but not a lot, you know, <clears throat> but there's burnout and you see people leave the game and never come back. They leave and come back after a couple months like you Polly, mm-hmm. um, or they leave and come back in a couple of years on a brand new server and they start all over again. What, uh, how do you, how both of you, you know, try to manage your burnout like daily and like when, how do you know it's like enough that you need to take a break? Uh, Vivian, you want to go first? You want me to go first? Uh, you go ahead. All right. Thanks. Um, so for me, what keeps me going is hanging out with friends while either even raiding and or just grouping. I have some of the most fun in EverQuest. Uh, just grouping and either just getting experience and or like we're doing uh, comp- trying to accomplish an overall task I do have fun rating um, but um, and it's okay to be frustrated with rating and I get frustrated with rating but um, as long as so let me back up to a second 
So my time spent here, I could be doing other things. We could all be doing other things. Um, I could be uh, working out or exercising. I could be reading and preparing for uh, my instruction for next week, but I chose to play a video game. And the reason why I play the video game is to re reduce st overall stress and escape from a reality uh, in which could be frustrating. So I wanna play the game to get that kind of satisfaction and like sometimes sense of accomplishment. And um, when other people, sometimes like, <laughs> I guess where I'm going, like the thing that frustrates me the most is when other people don't take the game seriously, or seriously because I feel like then they're not taking my time seriously. And I know that's kind of a selfish way to look at it, but when people aren't putting forth an effort, um, that causes me to get burned out in the game. But that's why I really enjoy PALS. We have a nice balance of a relaxed environment while still being serious about the game and wanting to accomplish things. But the reason why I got burned out in Omens of War was also a pretty busy time in my life. But also I wasn't getting that satisfaction of accomplishment. And that's what I look for in the game is the, the sense of accomplishment. Like you said, you just wanted a big dick through go through everything, smash everything in your site, where I want, what I want out of the game is a sense of accomplishment. And like we had a challenge, we adapted, we overcame and we conquered. And I feel, that's where I feel good about. Sorry, I went on a long rant there. No, I just, and so what do you, what do you do? What, how do you know that you need to step back? Like, and how, how is it so easy for you to make that decision that like, a lot of the time I feel like I, it's Thursday night. I need to go to raid. Sorry, wife. Sorry, kid. Uh, you know, for the next four hours, I'm no longer yours. I'm giving myself to this guild of people that, you know, only a few of them I've met in real life. Um, and then that's it. You know, like uh, it's Thursday I'm raiding and that's, you know, yeah. But, you know, it, it, then it's like, I'm clearing my schedule to make sure I, I can raid on Thursday um, you know, oh, football is on. And I want to watch football with my family. Nope, got to go raid, you know. <laughs> Sorry, it's halftime. I got to go. <laughs> yeah, so I could talk about like when I was single. Uh, that's when I was playing on Povar. I was single and we raided, I think, five days a week and I attended every single raid. So when I was playing on Povar, I mostly worked third shift schedule, uh, midnight to eight in the morning. And so I would uh, wake up at four o'clock or so and cook myself dinner, play with my dog, took him for a walk. And then around 5.30, 6 o'clock, uh, I would log on to EverQuest and I would play EverQuest from uh, 6 to 11 every every day. And on the weekends, I would play for maybe eight hours uh, a day, uh, Saturday and Sunday. And that's how much I played. As you know, I don't do that anymore. Um, I have more going on in my life, um, which is not a bad thing. Um, I, I enjoy all those things. I don't make set plans. Like, I plan to be there tonight for raids. It's Thursday night. We're raiding um, Maldress Mansion. I want to go. But if my wife told me, like, hey, I really want you to do this, and I would say, well, I'm raiding, and then she she knows what that means to me. But if she said, no, I really want you to do this, this is very important for me, then I wouldn't raid. Because to me, like, we'll go back to Maldress another time. I'll get that dagger another time. It's not a big deal. But um, for me, like the 
the physical interaction with the people around me uh, does take priorities sometimes, but um, I never, yeah, if I get to the point where I start doing that, where like it's upsetting my personal relationship with my loved ones in person, then yeah, then I would be like, oh, I need to take a step back. But I kind of and put that limitation on myself. We raid three nights a week. I I keep it in my mind that I'm going to raid a maximum two nights a week. I don't know if you all pick up on that, but yeah, yeah, I'll raid two nights a week. Now, you know, I'm interested in hearing what Femi has to say, but mm -hmm. when you do step away, when you do say, you know, I'm fed up with the game, I'm fed up with the people, I'm fed up just playing a request, and I need I need a couple of weeks, two weeks off, three weeks off. It seems easy for you. Yes. Um, but for me, I'd be like, I don't know what to do in my life anymore. <laughs> you know, like this is this is what I'm doing now. This is this yeah. is me. You know, this is part of who I am, and this is part of what I do on a daily. And I feel like it'd be super hard for me to just be like, you know, a computer. You sit there and collect dust for a couple of weeks. I'm gonna go, you know, get some fresh air and walk the dog every night and do some stuff like that. You and, know? and I think I did that um, when the Buried Sea was released. Um, so we raided Solteris uh, for the first time, and I just I just wasn't happy with how the raid was going. It seemed less like a lot of bickering and a lot of no, this is how you do it. This is how you do it. We don't we're not doing it right. Everybody needs to pay attention. Uh, don't be dumbasses. And it's just the environment was not checking my boxes. Remember, it has to have a sense of accomplishment. It has to be relaxing, yet challenging. And it was just being, it was becoming frustrating. So instead of relieving stress for me, it was adding stress for me. So it was an immediate decision to me, like, this is adding stress to me. Like, why am I playing a game that's going to add stress when the object of the, the purpose of this game for me is to relieve stress? So it's doing the complete opposite. So that was a very easy decision for me just take a couple of weeks off and let all those issues be solved within the guild over the couple of weeks and then come back. How about you, Vemi? What's going on with your life and, and how do you get to go ahead and, and take breaks and manage burnout and stuff? Uh, well, first I need to say that people who don't understand that you can have friends online and that video games are stress relief really just, boggle me and annoy me but moving on from that um what you don't think we're friends no we are friends <laughs> she's, she's saying that people don't understand that concept and my wife i'm sorry but my wife does have problems with that concept but um i think she's beginning to understand it especially when we uh, communicate outside the game and she can like see what we're talking about and stuff and it's not particularly related to the game um but it's it's a hard concept for her to understand because she never played video games. She hasn't she doesn't know anything about video games. But um, yeah, yeah, Sorry, I'm understanding. You know, I'm not gonna say I wasn't trying to speak against your wife. Is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> no, it's fine. I understand what you're saying. Like my dad immediately got it back when I first started playing online games. But yeah. there's people in my family who still don't get it and say I'm wasting my time. But moving on from that, mm -hmm. um, burnout and stuff. I was definitely burnt out, what was that, a, a, a couple months ago? Before you guys took me in, I was a bit of a EQ orphan. And I was in a bad spot. And I probably wouldn't be playing EverQuest anymore if it wasn't for you two. So. No. 
Wow. Yeah, that's what you said. And I, and I feel like, obviously, you guys are my friends, right? So I've told this story where I've, uh, I moved to Phoenix. My wife was still up in Illinois or Wisconsin. Um, I was here basically by myself, working, getting ready to, you know, have my family move down here. But for like six months, I was uh, in a new place with no family, no loved ones, no friends. And it was like, you, Pals was it. Pals, you know, the guild was everything that I had. So, you know, when I'm, when I'm raiding with you guys or grouping with you guys, I'm, it's like drinking a beer with my friends. And, right. you know, if, if I don't have that, if I don't have you guys, then I don't have any friends in, in Phoenix right now, you know? So, uh, it's, it's nice that you guys are here and that, you know, I get to do that. And that's why it's hard for me to manage my burnout because I like hanging out with my friends, you know? Yeah. Um, and I sort of, to build on what I was saying, raids to me are not the game. They're like an adjunct to the real game, which is the group content with my friends. Right. I enjoy mm -hmm. The social experience rates, but that's not the real part of the game for me. Yeah, I prefer the groups as well. Um, I think one, they're more relaxed typically, and we just have a few people in um, the chat, and I think the chat is really nice. Where we can just—we're not even talking about the game; we're just talking about our lives, or talking about current situations, making jokes. Whereas in raid, you can kind of do that, but when you have 25 people in there, um, the conversations go all over the place. And a lot of times I just, I shut all that out uh, because it's too, I guess it's too, it's like sensory overload for me. And I'm trying to focus on the raid, which can be challenging sometimes. And then all these conversations going on and I have trouble focusing. And so um, I usually just send tells or send texts or something like that and kind of make our own little jokes and things like that. I have, yeah. That's what makes raids fun. For, I make it fun for myself by doing those things. Yeah, I definitely do that too. I zone out. There's there's definitely some topics people talk about that I have absolutely no interest in. So. Yeah. And even some that are super annoying. <laughs> Is that Wait. a jab at all my dick jokes that I make? No, those always make me laugh. Yeah, they're pretty good. <laughs> yeah, you just sent us that... Uh, a TikTok video. We should post that. You should post that video on the Discord to share with our uh, and do listen. trust me. Yeah, do that. Um, <laughs> and so yeah, we're is a we're going to be a long episode now. I like it. Do we want to go with any forum stuff, or we're good to here? I think you know we're good. I think we're good for here. I you know as much as I want to talk about some of our uh, forum stuff that we always talk about. We we'll get um, back to it. I think that was a great, you know, like a little thing to do. Um, I did want to mention, you know, um, if you are feeling burnt out or whatever, uh, it's okay. You know, go ahead. Take 10 minutes to yourself. Take a day to yourself. Treat yourself. I'm all about treat myself. I, I go ahead and I spend money all willy nilly. Um, you know, I went to a concert. Yeah, this, you just went to a cool uh, concert the other night. Yeah. And you know what? When I was at the concert, I was like, I like that hoodie bought that hoodie i like my wife was like i like that shirt she was like it's like 30 bucks i was like you got a 30 dollars shirt here you go so yeah. I, you know that's you just make yourself happy go ahead get out of there i did miss raid for it but you know what 
I had fun. So yeah, for those people that do suffer from burnout, don't, I think I, I do want to say, don't leave your friends, let them know, you know, always stay in touch. I'm really sad when a lot of these people like, that I built friends with in, in a bond with leave. Right. But, um, you know, if you, if you're burnt out and you gotta, you gotta take a little bit of break, you know, Everybody will be here waiting for you when you get back. Well, hopefully. I think it's also depends on like why, how you're getting burnt out or why you're burnt out. Like you're burnt out on the content, but like for me, I got burned out on the content in Omens of War. I loved the guild. I still stayed in contact. I stayed on the Discord. I still kind of kept in communication. I think we kind of loosely kept in communication. But then recently when the Buried Sea was released and I took a couple of weeks off, um, I, you know, I said what I was doing and why I was doing it. But I'd say I'd be back. And like we still texted and everything. So I still had that friendship. So like that part of the game was still, or not in the game, but that part of my life was still there with me. Um, so I had that. Um, whereas some people, like if you are frustrated with your guild, or like maybe you're just not meeting people and the game isn't fun, because the game isn't fun, this game is not meant to be played alone. Um, I know people could six box and you can do content, but. I don't know. It just doesn't seem like you're just missing out so much in my mind. But if you're an extreme introvert, maybe that's what you enjoy. Um, but I think, yeah, if you don't like the guild, then you should leave that guild. Um, I understand like that guild might be doing content that you enjoy. But if you don't like logging in and, and interacting with people in your guild, then I feel like you're just going to miss out or you're going to get frustrated and get a complete burnout on the game. Um, there's so many guilds out there, especially on like probably mischief. There's probably a lot of guilds and find the people that are right for you. Hey, uh, real quick before we, uh, hang up this session here, I want to give, I feel like we talked a lot, you and me and Femi's just been sitting there and I figured that was going to happen. Femi's a little shy. So, um, but Hey, Femi, I wanted to give you an opportunity to, uh, you know, ask us any questions that you're curious about. Um, Ooh, yeah. Or, you know, tell us what you're looking forward to in the future. Uh, not to put you on the spot, but... You just um, did. Just, you know, any, I'm going to give you five minutes to, your, to, to you know, just sit there and let everybody know what's going on and, and ask questions or do whatever you want. So You, you don't have this, to take up the full five minutes, but you can go 10 minutes if you'd like. Yes, that's true. You know what I'm saying? There's no time limit on it, uh, so you're free to speak as much okay. as you Okay. Well, short term, I'm looking forward to playing with you guys more and finishing our orc skull quest yes. that's i'm very psyched about that mm -hmm. that is definitely something i didn't think i would be doing because i don't six box <laughs> right yeah um long term i'm really looking forward to house of soul that's my absolute most favorite expansion it's We're just be neighbors yeah <laughs> And I can't think of anything more to say, but thank you guys for having me on, and I'm really grateful to have you both in my life. I think I speak for uh, Mr. Polly over here when I say that we are grateful for you two. Um, everything is more enjoyable. It's it's really been the me and me and Polly show where we disassociate from everybody in the guild and try to you know bring a few people on here or there. But now I feel like we're a trio, and I really mm -hmm. enjoy that. Yeah, I think, you know, having Vimy as part 
of our friendship. I think that really, I think it really balances us out in a lot of ways. But I think, you know, you you add in uh, so much uh, to, you know, Poker and I's friendship. And I, I really, I enjoy it. So thanks for hanging out with us. It's my absolute pleasure yeah. to be here. Um, only if you had between one and two cups of coffee. If you've had zero or three, then it becomes <laughs> a little dicey at that point. <laughs> no caffeine, Benny. Yeah. You better watch out. You better yeah. wear a helmet. <laughs> it's like kind of logarithmic where like it's exponential. That's the word where like Vimy sassiness goes like, you know, after three cups of coffee, it goes off the chart. And I, I like saying this because I, I, like I said, I make fun of people that, um, that are friends of mine. So that's why yes. you get, that's why you get burned. All, that's why I try to burn you all the time when these kind of things. Yeah, I get it. I knew what was going on. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Cause yeah, if I, if I didn't like you, I just, I wouldn't mention you not make fun of you. So guys, I have good news that um, I have still the rest of the day off to do stuff. So I'm hoping that both of you are free and we can go finish this orc quest. So you know what that warrants? You're not going to hear this. You're going to hear it when you listen back to it. But it warrants the air horn sound effect. Bow, 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 bow. Are you yeah, I played it. Yeah. Yes. So we're gonna <laughs> yeah we're gonna try to finish this um, orc mask quest because I want to get all that shit out of my bags. Um, <laughs> I bought a 40 slot. Oh, I bought a 40 slot trade skill bag and it changed my life. Um, but I still have bag issues. So I want to get rid of all this stuff. I know what I'm buying you for Christmas. For Christmas, uh, a bag. I was thinking about getting one, a 28 slot bag. I have enough daybreak points to get it, but I'm having trouble pulling the trigger on it. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to give you like uh, $30 in daybreak points just so you can buy bags. Oh, I'll probably just sit on it and not buy anything with it. So. Bastard. I'm going to log into your account and do it. <laughs> All right. Uh, so thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, remember, we have a Discord. Go to linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Everpals. Um, has all of our um, information where we can find us. Um, I haven't done anything with YouTube. If you really want me to do YouTube... Uh, send us a message on Discord, and, and I'll start putting them up on YouTube for you. But Instagram's so. always popping. Feel free to reach out on Instagram. Uh, that's probably the easiest and quickest way for me to reply to you if mm-hmm. you want to say, hey, what's up? Um, and keep an eye out on Instagram because I'm sure once we complete this quest, there will be some photos posted on Instagram. Oh, yeah. The amazing illusions. Trio of works. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be cool. All right, here we go. You oh, yeah, I'm going to get the outro music. Go? I gotta get that. I'm not ready. Oh, talk amongst God. yourselves. I'll give you a topic. No, okay. Let's see here. This is a reoccurring problem. We're 30 episodes in or some shit, and he's never queued up ready for the outro music, Femi. Okay. Um, guess what? I'm ready Bye. for the outro music. Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs>